Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. And we're down back in. It's hour number two. It snuck up on me. It did. Yeah. I love it when it sneaks up on you like that. I, I don't. Like, you it, know, it, it's... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Like your moments. You're like, oh, oh, we're on. We're back. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Uh, spectacular. We're taking the afternoon, then we'll hand off to D'Lo and KC. They will be reacting to all the latest in the NBA trade deadline. Let's talk about the West real quick. So you have the Sacramento Kings, who are now the number seven seed. They are half a game back of the Phoenix Suns and New Orleans Pelicans, who are six and five, respectively. Okay. And then the Dallas Mavericks are a game and a half behind Sacramento. I'm going to leave the Lakers out of it for now because they're not only three games back, but I think that if they don't make any moves, I don't think they're that big of a threat. So... We'll stick with these with these eight. You have the Dallas Mavericks. They have acquired Daniel Gafford from the Washington Wizards for mm. Rashawn Holmes and draft picks. And they also got PJ Washington from Charlotte in exchange for Grant Williams and Seth Curry. And a first round pick. And a first round pick. Lightly protected, I think I saw. Lightly protected first round pick. Yeah, 2027 lightly protected first round pick. And it's funny because someone also uh, chimed in and said, hey, Dallas has traded a first round pick in two different deals and they don't have any first round. Uh, they only had one first round pick to trade. So I, I don't know. They're they're magical. They're, they're doing some tomfoolery. Hmm. Hmm. So you have Dallas aiming to improve their roster. How much they improved? TBD. The Phoenix Suns. I can't even keep track of everything the Suns have done today. Yeah, because uh, they've added in this little, like, asterisk. Uh, the Suns also, in their trading, they added three minimum contract guys uh, that are going somewhere out into space, which is Chemezi Metu <laughs> and, like, two other dudes. Um, I, I lost the tweet. Um, but, yeah, like, half of their roster is going to be gone. So all those people out there are talking about how good their second unit was going to be. It didn't look good in the beginning, and it doesn't look any better. Uh, well, I mean, it might look better after today, but all those guys that they went out and got are are now gone. Keita Bates, Jop, Jordan Goodwin, and Chemezi Metu all to Memphis, uh, as well as Utah Watanabe. Meanwhile, the Suns have acquired David Roddy from Memphis and Royce O'Neal from the Nets. Yeah. So again, this is not. And and then the Kings have not have not made any moves yet. This isn't to say that oh, and then Oklahoma City they acquired Gordon Hayward in exchange for Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, and 
Vasilye Michich. Yeah. Did I get it right? Vasilya Michich? Vasilya yeah. Michich. V- Vasilya Michich. Vasilya Michich. Uh, those, those three, man, Bertans, and Michich went to Charlotte in exchange for Gordon Hayward. So Gordon Hayward is now with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hmm. Seems like Oklahoma City got a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit. And that's and that's that's kind of the the crux of what I want to get to. So I'm happy you said that. Because I don't think anybody's asking the Kings to go move heaven and earth to to get a superstar here. And it's not like all of all those names I mentioned are pretty pretty peripheral. Like who's who's the best player who I just mentioned in all those names? Royce O'Neal? PJ Washington? Yeah, probably PJ. PJ Washington. So but PJ Washington's like a fine, fine player. Not great. But yeah, okay. I mean, I, I think he would look good in a Kings uniform for sure. But. I, I, no, I I totally agree with you. And that's kind of the problem is none of these are earth shattering moves. Like, I don't think all of a sudden the Suns are, are going to win a title now because of these moves. Like, if they were going to win a title, it was going to be because of Kevin Durant and, and Devin mm-hmm. Booker and, and Bradley Beal. And same thing with the Mavericks. It's going to be on Luka. It's going to be on Kyrie. But they tweak their rosters these like little bits. They're and, trying to get better right now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and with the Kings... I sat here, I th- <laughs> might have been yesterday, and I went, I get what they're doing. If they don't make a move, they're riding this out and then seeing, you know, evaluating really what they have going into the summer, and then they'll make these these big changes in the summer. But that was before they went and lost to the six-win Pistons and looked as lethargic as they did again in yet another game. Mm-hmm. And it's really tough to justify... And and the other the other reason I, I said that yesterday was because the the premise of the entire thing was hey, maybe nobody gets dealt and maybe no m- trades happen and now we have this flurry of them and you have all the kings around or all the teams around the kings getting better and you have the kings just kind of standing pat and that's again it's not the end of the world it's not oh my god fire somebody it's not it's not that. But it is a little bit disappointing that uh, this is this is kind of where they where they sit, and it appears they're going the wrong way, while the teams around them aim to to get better. Yeah, they've got fifty two minutes to make some sort of move, and at this point, I'm not convinced that they're like again. I I've heard zero, zero 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 nothing for the last forty eight hours, even before that, like the last two weeks has been super, super quiet. And that's not to say these guys haven't been working, uh, but like I think what we'll, we'll get to the end is I postmortems on trade deadlines are always the worst because like, hey, the, the Kings were bidders for, you know, like last year, Matisse Seibel, right? They were bidders for player X. And then you go and look what they got for those players and you're like, okay, wait a sec. You have those second round picks. You have those those pieces that you could have given up. Sometimes there are trades where you just like, look, the Kings don't have a, a Grant Williams and a Seth Curry and a first round pick to give up, Mm-mm. or or they might not to get a guy like PJ Washington. And PJ Washington might not be worth that either. But at the same time, you, you got to figure out ways to to get better. And I, I think right now the, the Kings have to figure out ways to get better. And you're not going to get better on the buyout market because the buyout market's never been kind to the Sacramento Kings. No, no one's just lining up to jump in on the buyout market. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's tough. When you have teams like Philadelphia making moves just so they can be active in the buyout market, that to me doesn't paint a great picture for the Kings. And honestly, <clears throat> the buyout market is great when you're going, 
you know what? I need I need a a better eighth player. Yeah. If you're going to the buyout market to make the change the Kings I think need to make. No. That doesn't I don't think it's happening. No one is waving a six foot eight three and D wing that shoots forty percent from three. <laughs> Kyle, I don't care who they are. They're they're not they're not waving that guy. It's just it doesn't it's not happening. The other the other thing that, that I I justified the take with yesterday that the Kings maybe didn't is because hey, you start to see some more life from Keegan Murray. You're starting to see these strides. And then last night you see nothing from Keegan Murray. Well, that and in his last five games, he scored five points, five points, 33 points, five points, 10 points, and zero points. Ugh. That's what his last five games looks like. And look, you're it's he's okay to go through a slump. Uh, you know, that... No doubt. It is what it is, but... No doubt. But but the idea that, hey, you know what? You're going to start consistently getting getting 15 to 25 a night from Keegan Murray. Yeah. Is... That's just not... That's just not happening. Yeah, at least that, not 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 this year. Not as expeditiously as the Kings might want. Uh, Daniel House is being bought out of his contract, so he will be on the buyout market. Um, not again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's the six foot six shooting, you know, defensive minded guy, but not really. Um, he does have ties to Monty McNair from their time in Houston. Um, but yeah, I. You got to figure out a way, man. Figure out a way to get better, and and you can't just say, "Hey, coach, I need you to get better." Like you can't in the middle of a season. It's really, really tough to just flat out get better. And Chris Duarte rolled his ankle bad yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now he might have a grade one strain uh, sprain, which would keep him out a week or two. He might have a a grade two that would keep him out a month. Mm-hmm. He might have a grade three that would keep him out eight to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, so not only did you not, are, are you not adding as of right now with 40, 48 minutes and five seconds left, but you may have also lost one of the pieces that could somehow magically help you, whether he can or not. I don't know. You might lost, uh, have lost him for a, an extended period of time. Yeah. The, the cards available for Mike Brown to play are, I don't want to say inadequate because that sounds really harsh, but inadequate for where this team wants to go the rest of the way, I think. Inadequate for a team that had lofty goals of not only, you know, potentially playing for a championship, but but being in the top, you know, in the top four of the Western Conference. When we talked about it, I mean, dude, we talked about it this offseason. Like if... If you're going to be the team you were last year, if you're going to stay lateral, if you're going to win 48 games, you might wind up in the play-in tournament. Yeah. If 48 got you the three seed last year, that was an anomaly. No, totally. And they've not, to this point, they're literally the exact same record. Yeah. And lo and behold. Hey, the exact same record, but remember, they really, really came out of the second half and played well. Yeah. Uh, like the the last 28 games of the season, they played really well. Yeah. There, there is nothing that's telling me that this team is going to be able to do what this team the team last year did. And maybe maybe it's the All-Star break. Maybe they get some days off and everybody okay. is rejuvenating and get some time. But I I just that that is a that is wishful thinking. Yep. Right now it's not good enough. And it doesn't appear a move is on the horizon, but if it is, we'll tell you about it here on ESPN 1320. Uh trade deadline coming up at noon. We'll have the latest for you in our final segment. 
let's talk some football real quick because it is Super Bowl week. Can't forget about that. We will talk some 49ers Chiefs and the funny thing that's happening at Media Day uh, from both teams. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying tracking this, and I think you will too. Stay locked in. ESPN 1320. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. We are locked in NBA trade deadline. Kings lost to the Pistons. Super Bowl week? We'll talk a ton of Super Bowl tomorrow. James has a confused look on his face. No, I just... I, I, oh, okay. I'm excited about Super Bowl week. You, you, I thought, I dude, this close to the trade deadline? Yeah. 41 minutes now on the dot? And you did the furrowed brow at your computer? I thought something went down. No. No, no. Okay. It's, it, it's been quiet. It's been quiet. Although I... A I, little too quiet. A little too quiet. Maybe maybe uh, the Kings are just waiting for Chemezi Metu to be bought out by the Memphis Grizzlies so they can... They can uh, just put a waiver claim in on him. Maybe that's why they lost to Detroit last <laughs> night because they knew that it would drop them below a certain team that may or may not want Chemezi Metu. And this was all of- part of a greater scheme to get, uh, you know, they, they, yeah. they saw this coming. They saw Metu going to Memphis, getting waived, and being able to, to acquire him via the waiver market. Monty has done it again. This is some, like, four-dimensional. Run him his executive of the year right now. Four-dimensional <laughs> chess going on right here. Uh, TC and Zach, what's up, bro? Kyle, Ham, what's going on? What's up, man? What oh. do you got? Hey, hey I, just, I just want to tap in on the whole Malik Monk situation. I probably feel different than everybody else, but I'm probably in the same boat. As far as, like, we, as fans, we can't be madder than you guys. You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel them coming up there talking about, oh, man, the fan, but, you know, I wasn't feeling that about booing. Well, man, I mean, what do you expect, bro? You guys dropping a game to Detroit that you guys should have win, and you guys keep coming up to these press conferences acting super nonchalant, like nothing is happening, everything's going to be all right, and all that. I know we're out of 16-year playoff drought, bro, but we it's ex- expectations for this team, bro. You guys should be better than that. Like, we shouldn't be dropping games to Detroit and then guys coming up here when the fans do boo. Like, it wasn't all game. It was like at the end of the game, we're like, okay, we got a shot to win. And then when you guys lay an egg like that, it's like, boo, man, this is this sucks, bro. Why aren't you guys caring more than we care? You get me? Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, mm. TC. Appreciate the call. Yeah, that's, that's one. So Malik Monk last night basically said, and again, with some expletives, like, I don't like that the fans boo. We're at her busting our asses. He says, I play too hard to to right. to get booed. Nobody, but that that's the thing is nobody's booing Malik Monk specifically. No. It is everything that is going on. And if you're, if, so here's my thing with booing. <laughs> Players aren't supposed to like it. That's the point. No, I, yeah, that's very true. Like that, and I, and I, and I, I understand that players risking life and limb on the court, they dedicate their entire lives to doing this to entertain fan. I, I get, I I get it. I get that, and I, I it is appreciated and under, and understood, and that it takes a level of physical and mental skill and toughness that I do not possess to reach the level that they've reached. They are better at basketball. The worst NBA player is better at basketball than I will ever be at anything. I understand that. But when you're a fan of a team who wants to see that team win 
and you want to see that team play well. And it is your first game home in two weeks, and everybody's fired up uh, to face the the worst team in the league, and the worst team in the league is better than the home team? Yeah. There's going to be an averse reaction to that. I'm going to add another element to this, which I think people probably miss. The Sacramento Kings have outpriced so many of their fans. They have, mm. for a family of four to go to a Kings game, you're talking seven, 800 bucks when you talk food and you talk parking yeah. and, and the ticket prices. Then you get to a game like Detroit where season ticket holders have made a ton of money off their tickets on the secondary market. Mm-hmm. But they're like, I, man, this is a Wednesday night I against the worst team in the league. I can't give away these tickets. Mm-hmm. But they can, and they do. They give away those tickets and or they sell those tickets for very cheap. And a lot of times, it's the fan that can't get into a normal game that gets to go to a Detroit Pistons game because either someone gave them a mm-hmm. ticket mm-hmm. or somebody, or they were affordable or the Kings sent out a thing saying, I can get you in the upper bowl for 25 bucks tonight. And Kings fans that can't afford to go to games are like, oh man, I can finally go to a game. It's cheap for once. Yeah. So you might in fact, in a game like Detroit, get more authentic, real fans, passionate fans, fans that don't spend $30,000 a year on their season tickets mm-hmm. showing up to a game like that. And that might be why you hear things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. And, and frankly, I, I'm, it takes a lot for, for me to be like, Oh, this team should get booed. Yeah. But I, last night as it was happening, yeah, this is probably yeah. about right. Down seven at the half to, to this. Like, oof. Yeah. Tough. So I, I just, they, they need to play better. And there is no team, there is no fan base that will support their team like Kings fans. And they will express their joy and their excitement about what the Kings are doing, just like they will express their displeasure. Yep. This is not New York, bro. This is, not, this is not New York. This is not Philly, where you miss a couple of shots and the boos are coming down. Like, this is not that. No. This Last night, the boos were a collective displeasure with how many games have gone just like that this season. And I think based on the chatty house and based on what I see on Twitter, that there were a lot of people going into last night like, yeah, hey, kind of expecting this. And then when that happens, oof. Mm. Yikes, man. I don't know, man. Kevin Herter guy, he was fully dressed in his Kevin, full you Kevin know what? Herter regalia. If, if you are the guy that dresses up as Kevin Herter to go to Kings games, if you know that person, if you are that person, props. You get all of my props. He, he it's he goes all in every pro, he get he's got the shorts he's got the jersey he's got the the leggings underneath he go does he go leggings oh he has oh full on yeah Headband. black leggings underneath my favorite part of the bit is he doesn't even look like Kevin Herter he doesn't resemble Kevin Herter outside of being gangly pasty and reddish hair <laughs> like Kevin Herter's hair is like red uh he has. Your your hair is red-ish. No, I'm strawberry blonde. Yeah, I wouldn't call yeah. that a red... You're not like a redhead, though. No, no, no. This this guy, the Kevin Herter guy at Kings Games, is like you. Like strawberry blonde. Yeah. Like red-ish. Yeah, shout out... Uh, and, my brother's 50th birthday today. Shout out to my oh, brother. Hey. He he actually is uh, is a more red. And then one of his daughters is a like full redhead. But uh, me and my sister, strawberry blonde. But, yeah, 
you don't resemble Kevin Herter, and neither does that guy, but he leans into the bit because, like, eh, close enough. And he's there. He's holding up his threes. He's pointing at people. He's cheering. He's into it. And I, that was not just last night. That is almost every game I've ever been to. And speaking of which, I'm not finishing any more games when I go. Oh. I have never seen a, seen a beam lighting at Golden One Center. Never. Are you going to go outside and like go to a restaurant or something or, or just hang out and know. wait to see know. if a beam happens? It's TBD. Maybe maybe I go home. If I have plans to stay up here, maybe I'll just go where I'm going. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I have to leave Doko. Like, we'll have to test it. We might need to test it. I don't know theory. if I can jump across to Punchbowl or to, to Echo and Rig or whatever. Polanco. To grab a drink. What, wherever. The... Wherever wants to sponsor the show. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I don't know if there's a Jamba Juice. Shout out. I didn't have time to go today. But I, I don't know if I have to leave Doko. I'm going to have to really test this out and see what happens. But yeah, I've never been in the building for a beam lighting. Never once. That's wild. But I leave at halftime. Every time they win? Every time. Mm. Got it. Got it. Listen on the way home. Get home. Watch the end. Whatever it is. Kings W. My W. It's like, God, I just want to see it. Just once. Just Amazing. once. <laughs> oh. Brutal, dude. I th- Last night, I made plans. I stayed out here. I was like, I'm staying the whole game. It's the Pistons. I like, come on. We got to like the mid third, uh, fourth quarter. I look over. Your eyes were so red and you were like staring. I'm like, oh, Kyle is <laughs> not going to. darkness, ma- my old friend. <laughs> Kyle is not going to make it through this game. <laughs> come on, Kyle. You uh-huh. can do it. You and can then, do it. And then I've got Kings PR. Shout out to our guy, uh, Michael, pulling up and going like, dude, it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> no, no. You. It's your. <laughs> All right, man. You got it. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Next time I go, I'll make sure. Just put me down for the first half. That's right. I'm out of here at halftime. I'm going to kick him. I'll make sure he leaves people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll usher him to the door. I think the first thing I'm going to try is I'm going to try and sneak up like to the draft house, like take my credential off, and then just stand and watch. Oh. But not be in my seat. If that doesn't work, then I'll try leaving and staying in Doko. If that doesn't work... I just got to leave downtown, I guess. I, I don't know. You go up to Doko. You, you go up to the uh, the brew house. You might get a beer or two bought, bought for you by some of the locals. Huh? Just saying. Let's keep my credential on. Though. You are Kyle Madsen of the Insider. <laughs> Either get a beer or a punch in the face. Yeah. One or the other. John, uh, is John Bull going to be there? Is I, that what you're saying? I, no, because then I'll be doing the swinging, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. um, so I apologize if anybody sincerely believes that it was my fault. Sorry. I'll wear this one. Should have told Mike Brown last night. Blame, Mike, huh? you know what? You're talking about the three-point defense. It's on me over here. It's on me. <laughs> Not you. It's me. Uh, we got Super Bowl stuff to actually talk about for real. Also, NFL honors tonight. Are the Niners going to win any awards? And is Patrick Willis going to get into the damn Football Hall of Fame? <laughs> we'll take a guess next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hayman and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Oh my God. <laughs> that's wild oh wait till you see it wait till wait till I, I need to wait until it drops yeah um mm. how can i say this vaguely it's basically the thing you said yesterday hmm about that team. Okay. For that. Wild. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. I can't. Uh, 25 minutes until the trade deadline. And uh, it's likely you'll see what I'm talking about here shortly. Mm. Maybe. Well, we have the Damian Barling coming in studio. I don't know if he's going to come on now and hang out with us or he's just getting ready. I think he's probably just, is just getting ready. He's just getting ready. Oh, he stays ready in that cardigan. Are you kidding me? Yeah, look at that. Oh, A plus, A plus on the fit today uh, for Damien. Okay, couple Super Bowl related things. Once Damien gets back in, we'll uh, we'll dive back into whatever the hell happened to the Kings last night. A uh, couple of things. One, the funniest thing that's happening during Super Bowl media week. Uh huh. Because that's what this is. Every player talks every day and there's these massive media scrums and it's any podcaster, blogger, media outlet. There's there's some outlets I've I've heard in in the Bay Area and in Sacramento sending like 6 and 8 people down to the down to the Super Bowl. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, a lot of questions get asked of these players. My favorite thing so far has been watching the 49ers and Chiefs go above and beyond way out of their ways to not say anything inflammatory about the other team. No bulletin board material is being put up whatsoever. No. Nick Bosa got asked a couple weeks ago about the Chiefs' tackles, offensive tackles, and he was like, well, they hold a lot. So, oh, here we go. This is going to be spicy. So, Niners beat writers on media day go to go to the Chiefs' offensive linemen and they're like, hey, Nick Bosa said this. What do you think? And like one of the offensive linemen is like, hey, maybe he's onto something. Like just everybody's being overtly nice as to not ruffle feathers on the other team, and it's uh, it's been enjoyable to watch those things happen. Chris Jones, it's asked about the Niners' offense, and he's like, it's the best offense I've ever seen. 
And somebody's like, well, better than the Chiefs offenses you've had last year? He's like, yep. Mm. He's like, players, coaches, organization, everything. It's our toughest test yet. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah. No, I think it's it's really interesting because what you don't want to be is the guy who starts it. Right. right. Unless you do, unless you want to be that team like, oh, no, no, we're going to win this game. Yeah, we're sure. all in. No, we're, we're the best team. We're, we're going out. But then you'll be that guy after the, after the game if you lose. You'll be the guy that's on the wrong side of history. So, man, I love it. Uh, also, Matt Rule, the former Panthers coach, who's now the coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, <laughs> in a press conference yesterday, was like, you know, I wanted to put Brock Purdy on the draft board, but I got vetoed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Kyle, there's, I also heard that you had him on the top of your draft board. Yeah, he's number number five. I didn't my number five ranked player that number year. five overall. You yeah. had him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulling teams that listen to me. No. <laughs> so there's two funny things about that. One, either Matt Rule's lying out of his ass, right? He is. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. None of it worked out. Teddy Bridgewater has since retired. Sam Darnold's now the backup trying to revive his career with the 49ers. Also, Sam Darnold played his best football under Steve Wilkes after Matt Rule was gone, but that's a separate thing. And then Baker Mayfield, who looked like a disaster and ended up leaving Carolina, is now in Tampa Bay, taking Tampa Bay to the playoffs and winning a playoff game. Mm. It's like, Matt Rule, you're the problem, dog. So even if you wanted Brock Purdy, if that's actually true, he wasn't going to help you. (laughs) But here's the other aspect of this. Matt Rule's an offensive coach. That's That's his bag. He had this great offensive Baylor. That's what got him into the NFL. If you went into that draft and you were the offensive head coach of the team and you're in the sixth, seventh round and you're going, hey, I really like this quarterback from Iowa State. We need to get this guy in our building. I want I want to draft him. And you're getting vetoed? You, that's, a wh- that's a huge red flag. Yeah. And then lo and behold, he's fired after week five. Mm. So, anyways. Well, if he only had uh, Brock Purdy, yeah, I think history would have been totally different. Maybe, maybe everything would have been that Panthers team sucked. Brock Purdy would have stunk on the Panthers. Bryce Young stinks on the Panthers. And Bryce Young is a number one overall pick. Yeah, but how how tall is Bryce Young? Not much taller than, or not much shorter than Brock Purdy. Mm. Tell you that much. Uh, NFL honors tonight. I think the 49ers are going to win one award. Yeah. Brock Purdy's up for MVP. I don't think he's winning it. I don't think so. Christian McCaffrey also up for MVP. Mm. I don't think he's winning it. Kyle Shanahan up for coach of the year. I don't think he's winning that. No. And Christian McCaffrey is up for offensive player of the year. I think he's going to win that one. Okay. Yeah. It's become the like non quarterback MVP award is ostensibly what offensive player of the year is now. And I don't think there's a, given how Tyreek Hill's season ended with the ankle stuff and he wasn't as productive. I think it's pretty clear that that Christian McCaffrey is going to be the OPOY. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, same. And then we need to get Patrick Willis in the Hall of Fame, bro. He does need to be in the Hall of Fame. Like what? Like, he played eight years. He's not in because of longevity. That's the only reason he's not in. And and I get And I think because, I mean, he walked away. What did he have? What kind of injury did he have? Toe. A toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think... A feet, well, feet in general. Yeah, uh, like most people were so stunned when he walked away. Mm-hmm. They thought he probably could have gone for another like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Eh. he So uh, he was on Candlestick Chronicles and we asked him like, hey, 
you retired after 2014. Did you think you had football left? And he's like, I definitely had football left, but my feet were so bad, were in such bad shape. I wasn't going to be able to walk right the rest of my life if I kept playing. Yeah. And I wanted to prioritize my next, you know, 50 years over my next three. Yeah. Like, dang. No, that's man, tough, I respect man. it, man. I, I definitely respect it. So he played just eight years. I, I figured he wouldn't be in on the first ballot, A, because it's really hard to get in on the first ballot in the NFL. It's because there's just this backlog of dudes who have to get in. And so, yes. um, so five years is long enough, I think. He played eight seasons. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, defensive rookie of the year. A second-team All-Pro was in there. He was a, on the Hall of Fame's All-Decade team for the 2010s. Like he's, he's the best off-ball linebacker in the sport when he was in it. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm really hoping he makes I'm it. I'm manifesting you. that he gets in. Okay. Um, I've pre-written it at Niners Wire. You've already pre-written. I've it. pre-written it. Okay. That's I'm. And good for you. You should. But did you pre-write all of them just in case? All the awards. Yeah. No, I only pre-wrote McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah, I just I. I think if I'm ranking them, I think McCaffrey Offensive Player of the Year for sure. And then probably Shanahan Coach of the Year would be next. And then McCaffrey MVP three, Purdy MVP last. Okay. It's probably my... I mean, I th- I think my Coach of the Year is D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. D'Amico Ryans could win it for sure. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Taking, what were they, 11-6 and six with their quarterback problems? I thought that was, I thought that, but man, D'Amico, that, that one year turnaround with a rookie quarterback is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. So very, very impressive. Um, any, any trade news here? No, it's been quiet. Yeah. Quiet. It's been super quiet. We are, uh, (laughs) 17 minutes and 25 seconds away from the NBA trade deadline. Sham Strania reports that multiple contenders are expected to pursue Daniel House. And again, that's the kind of name I think that when you talk buyout market, and I don't think the Kings are waiting around for the buyout market. I don't think they're sitting here going, hey, instead of giving up something, we'll just wait. And no, I just don't think a deal is is there for their liking. I maybe yeah. if maybe if Harrison Barnes hadn't started playing so well, maybe if Kevin Herter hadn't found his shot, maybe we would have seen a move by now. That's why you never count what's happening the weeks before you have to go out and into the deadline and do what you have to do it's difficult it doesn't feel good like people's feelings gets get hurt but at the end of the day it's about building a winner that's what your your goal is if you're a team and what you like you can't do is continuously go through nba trade deadlines where you don't make a move at all Mm -hmm. like you, you have this sabonis one from it's now not last year it's the year before Mm-hmm. Last year they got Kessler Edwards at the deadline. That's that wasn't enough to move the needle. This year, what are you going to do? And and as of right now, they haven't done anything. So I mean, they're running out of time, and this team so, needs help. And you should have <laughs> made, uh, you should have like valued what you had at a certain point, but then said, look, I've got to see what I can do to go make moves. Well, and that's so. So I think there's going to be a, a strong reaction, and and you're getting it from me, where. That loss last night all of a sudden really highlights a lot of the things that that Sacramento needs help with. But it's not like Monty McNair was sitting there going into last night going, okay, I'm not going to make any calls, we're chilling. Yeah. And then lose and then lose like they did and then have Monty pick up the phone and go, oh, okay, hang on, all right, trade deadline, let's go. 
Okay, but <laughs> but what I could see last night is that there there's like one or two trades that are sitting there that they can make, right? Sure. And they've had conversations with ownership and everyone else and like, okay, these are the the three or four things that we can do. Mm-hmm. And after last night last night's game, uh, Vivek looking at Monty and saying, "Do do this deal now. I want this deal done." Mm-hmm. And sometimes the deal just doesn't work out. Maybe you, you like you get beat to the punch, or the guy that you were going to trade for, like that team is already in negotiations with somebody else now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of reasons why. But to for this team to walk out of this trade deadline, this isn't even like last season. Last season, you knew exactly the path that they needed to take in order to. But they were still a really good team on the rise, and you you wanted to see it play out. Mm-hmm. That's not where we are today. No, you know that that's not at all uh, where the Spurs are trading Doug McDermott to the Pacers. Of course they are. They got their Buddy Hield replacement. Uh, Damian Barling joining there us. There is now no the replacement hangout. for Buddy Hield. Uh, Damian Doug McDermott to the Pacers. Your thoughts? No, that's big time. Yeah, I mean that puts them up there with the Celtics and the. It's been and the running, the Cavaliers, it? and well, well, all kidding aside, I mean, yeah, good for the Pacers. They're continuing to try to get better. The Knicks are continuing to try to get better. Like they might feel like that conference is open, especially with the way that oh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I fact totally agree there. Joe could be, you know, Joel and B being out for the season is very realistic, despite the timeline that they're giving us. Uh, yo, good for those Eastern Conference teams for for yeah. for for trying to pounce on this opportunity. Yeah, Boston's a huge question mark in the playoffs. Um, Milwaukee is. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe not. M- m- bad vibes in Milwaukee right really now. Really tough. Really, really bad tough vibes, vibes in Milwaukee. Yeah, right now. and the Philadelphia and, thing. And I don't know that I would turn to Patrick Beverly when my vibes are bad. Culture setter. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I would do that. <laughs> I don't know that I get Doc likes him, but I don't know that I would do that. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, maybe get Austin Rivers in there too. I don't know why everyone hates Austin Rivers. It's I love, what, dude. It's I'm, one of the strangest things to me. Like it I feels don't like say I love him, but the entire league dislikes him. Like mm. the entire league dislikes. You listen to his podcast at all? No, his podcast is good. It's called he, Off Guard. He did, I've heard that. He almost uh, decapitated me with this heat cushion one time. So well, there is a there is. Do you that think reason. that's why there's league wide? No. Yeah, that guy almost that guy too almost took out James Ham. I can't stand that guy. James Ham, right. the insiders, and what? and Sam Amick. It was almost both of us. It was almost a oh, de- wow. Sam Amick is a treasure. Dang. Yeah, it, it, it was almost a double decapitation right there in the corner. Man, it did hit a lady in the face and scratched her corneas and knocked her her uh, her uh, contacts right. out and like she was down. The guy behind us ducked. He saw it coming too. Good ducked. for him. All he right. Was able to avoid it. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are keeping guard DeJounte Murray, according to Adrian yeah, Wojnarowski. Yeah, that makes sense. Unless someone calls in the next 13 minutes and changes their mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, the the Hawks, and, and this has been laid out multiple times, but the Hawks just have a, a more, are in a better spot if they wait for the offseason to, to trade DeJounte. And that makes sense to me. Yeah, I think so. And even if you make, like, I don't think that team is going anywhere. Like they're yeah. they're like a way worse version of the Pacers. Like they can yeah. score a bunch of points, but very literally can't do nothing else. It's a construction. It's a it's a it's a constructed roster that I've hated for years. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand that team. I didn't understand it. Salute. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know how they did that. I feel like what we're seeing now is far more indicative of who they are as a basketball team than what we saw the year that they were successful. Let's let's get to the the Kings moves or, or lack of moves. 
I yesterday went, I get why they're not going to do anything or why I think they're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. They're going to play this out with this roster and go into the offseason knowing what they have. What do they have with Harrison Barnes? What do they have with Kevin Herter? Get another, hopefully get another look at them in the in the playoffs and then assess what you want to look like in the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. But that was before you see every team around them, Dallas, going and making moves. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, going and making moves. Yeah. Uh, even... even um, um, OKC made OKC a move. Making um, a move. Yeah. You see so many teams in the West going and trying to get better, particularly the two teams right around the Kings, Phoenix and Dallas. Mm-hmm. They're gunning for that last playoff spot, and the Kings are going, Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what we got here. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing to me. <sighs> it is, but it's compounded by the fact they lost to the Detroit Pistons last night. Yeah, I think they beat the Pistons last night. I don't think anyone's jumping for joy today. I think the 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 vibe, the feeling is a little bit different. The vibes are a little bit different. Like you're six and two in in your last eight games, and you just you feel differently about it, right? You have mm-hmm. a little bit more confidence in Harrison Barnes. You have a little bit more confidence in Kevin Herter. I love what I saw from Davion Mitchell last night. I've actually liked what I've seen from Davion during the mm-hmm. stretch that Mike Brown has allowed him to play basketball to, basketball more times than I haven't. So I think. You know, you just take care of business at home last night. You feel a little bit more confident about this team and just getting to a certain place. Now, you could talk about being eliminated in the first round or or different things like that. The fact is that, like, that's that's probably what we're talking about no matter what. Mm-hmm. If your wish list was Kyle Kuzma or Jeremy Grant, I think this season we're still talking about the same thing. We're talking about if a team hits their shots – meaning the Sacramento Kings, not their opponents, because their opponents are really good at it. If the Sacramento Kings hit their shots in the playoffs, they could potentially win a first-round series. When the defense ramps up in the second round and moving on, well, then that's a different story, and we'll see what they could do. We do do have a trade. The Milwaukee Bucks are trading Robin Lopez to the Sacramento Kings. Wow. Lopez Lopez is expected to be waived and become a free agent. So they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They've done it. The Sacramento Kings have made a move. They were able to get something in exchange for the <laughs> basically the corpse of of Robin Lopez. I love I love good for Slamson that that Robin Lopez isn't going to be around though. Yeah, oh, he's got beef with mascots. Yes, I love the idea that Monty McNair's like, fine, you want me to make a move? Hey, let's go get Robin Lopez. Wave him. All right, next. I love that idea. Yeah, but the problem is it it takes seventy two hours to wave a player. If you would have done this, uh, like a week ago and, and started making some of these moves a week ago, you could have collected more assets. So what's the, what's the goal here? Well, the goal today was to, they got something. They might've got a million dollars. They might've got, they might've got a second round draft pick. They got something in order to take on Robin. Yeah. The bucks are sending cash in the deal. Oh, huh. so, so Robin Lopez is probably a league minimum player making 2.6 million bucks. Uh, or $3.8 million, whatever, and you probably get a couple extra million dollars to do this deal, or a million and a half, and just like, okay, got to at least... Uh, Can a million know. and a half defend the three? Yeah. No. no? No. It's no dice? Not with a Kings uniform on. Mm. You know what? Yeah. I'm intrigued to see. What does this team look like the day after the trade deadline? Because I think yeah. that's going to be a big topic of discussion. Did the when Kings... When they play the Denver Nuggets on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. But, but did the Kings... <laughs> go out here and showcase players down the stretch 
And then after the deadline's over, is Mike Brown going to mix things up or is this who it is? So I'll tell you emphatically, if that's the case, I have a major issue with Mike Brown. Yeah. Who yeah. I've rode with from day yeah. one, the second his name came up as, as a potential candidate for this job. Yep. I don't think that's the case, to be clear. But if it is, I have a big, big problem with Mike Brown. I also, I also have a big. You're either coaching with, to win games or you're not. That's it. And I would have a big problem with the Kings overall. Like if the trade deadline passes and they're all of a sudden like, oh yeah, hey, I'm actually going to try now on defense. I'm going to do what the coaches want me to do now that I know I'm not getting traded. Well, I don't, I don't think trust that's, that. I yeah. don't trust that. I don't player. think that's a thing. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think the trade deadline, the looming trade deadline. I don't think that played a, a part in what we saw last night. What we saw from the Sacramento Kings was Sacramento Kings basketball in 2023-2024. That's it. It's all over the place. Yeah. Oh, no. They are the picture of inconsistency. I agree 100%, but I also think that there are players on this roster that may be playing because or playing more minutes because there's potential trade interest. I and don't so, believe that. I absolutely refuse to believe who, that. Who, but who? we'll fi- you're right. We'll find out, but man, my tone will absolutely change if that's the case. Who, who, well, who I, do you think who who though? Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I would say this: like when you are a head coach of a of a team and a, you're part of a franchise, and a franchise, if you want to have a working relationship with a general manager, you have to be on the same page. And if a general manager says, "Hey, I don't think it's going to cost you games, but I need you to play player X over player Y for a handful of games to make sure people out there know." That stuff happens you can't sell me all on that. the time. You can't sell me on that. It I don't believe time, it. Though. I don't believe that it does. No. What I like, I, like just, I, I look at. Go. Sorry. Go ahead, Damian. No, you go ahead. James is pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just wonder when I look at the Kings box score from last night. Okay, the trade deadline has passed. Okay. Um, is Harrison Barnes not playing anymore? No, is, no. I think is, all, all we're really talking about is Davion, right? We couldn't, we can't, we can't be talking about anybody else. And he was arguably their best player last night, second best. He player. was fantastic. Uh, okay, okay. I, I'm not going to say he wasn't that he wasn't strong, but no, I think that there are other players that we've seen play over the last week. I mean, Kessler Edwards all of a sudden magically appears and plays. But that's what. After, but but see that. But 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 my issue with all of this is that's what Mike does, no, and it's I, weird. Yeah. No, like I, I, I always, I, I always use the line that Mike Brown is hilarious. He's just gonna play Chris Duarte for two minutes and a half, and then never look at him again. Then he's gonna play Kessler Edwards in the second half. Why, James? Oh, it should be. It Who should knows? Be vibes. I don't know. Edwards got nine minutes in a blowout against Cleveland, and then fifteen in that win over Indiana. Yeah, and, and he played well it? versus Indiana. Like, am I, am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, I thought Kessler played well. And I think that's how Mike coaches sometimes. Is sometimes he tries to find a guy and he'll, he'll, I mean, it was clear. I, and I don't mean, like, when Chris Duarte came in for those two minutes, it was like, this, this, yeah. this isn't it. And, like, it was clear in those two minutes, this ain't it. He went to Kessler in the second half and it was much better. Yeah, but I'm not going to fault Mike Brown for giving – Chris Duarte two minutes and then looking at him and going, oh, that's not it. I'm not either, which is why I don't think he's showcasing players. It's why I don't think this team is showcasing players. Do we want to just take this up to the trade deadline at noon, or do you want to go right now we to make sure you're on you for noon? It's your show. Well, no, no it's going to be your show, though, which is why I'm asking you. Um, well, I think we actually have to break before the hour, don't we? I, I think so. Isn't that? So let's do Probably. That. Okay. I, I, I uh, think it's the one thing we actually have to do is to get your last break in for the inside. A lot of reaction coming up to the trade deadline next on ESPN. You guys can stay if you want to. I don't know. We vibing. We talking. Dilo yeah. and Kenny. Dilo and Kenny coming up next.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 